I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, May 24th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, you may be wondering, what is the best public beach in the country? Well, of the world's 50 beaches annual ranking, here are the two Canadian beaches that made the cut. So one is St. Joseph Bay, British Columbia, and two is Indian Head Cove in Ontario. And it's worth noting that water temperatures at both these locations can be fickle. However, let this be your inspiration to start building out your own North American beach bucket list. Jay, do you have a favorite beach in Canada? I have two. They're not that far away from each other and they're both on Lake Huron, but I do love Sable Beach. That is like a super fun beach. My kids say that was the best day they've ever spent in their lives at Sable Beach. Wow. And then further south, I do like the beach at Pinery, at the Pinery. It's great. Okay. Like I love the shallow water, love the greenness of the water. I just love it all. I know you're a Lake Huron man as well. I think Lake Huron has the best beaches in Ontario. That's for sure. I'm not sure how many beaches there are in Ontario. I know Lake Ontario has a few in Toronto, but I do think that the Southampton Beach in Ontario is beautiful and very nice. I just got back from Mexico, not to brag. And those are some nice beaches. So it's hard to compare. The water temperature for me is the number one criteria I look for from a beach. And if you're just evaluating based off of that, the beaches in Australia are incredible and the best I've ever seen. And I don't think you can get any better. So my Ontario beach is Southampton, but beaches worldwide, I'd have to go with Byron Bay. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Well, you're a man about the world, Mexico and Australia. I want to be on those vacations, Brett. Aside from our favorite beaches, what do we have for Peak Pals today? Yeah, it was an exercise of how many countries I could name in that segment that I visited. <laughs> You're like country dropping. You know, Tel Aviv also is a beautiful beach. For our first story, Ontario clears path for foreign-trained engineers. For our second story, welcome to your sort of post-plastic future. And for our last story, no public inquiry needed. At least that's what Johnston finds. For our first story, becoming an engineer in Ontario just got easier, you know, aside from the math and the engineering part. What has gotten easier, Brett? So engineers trained abroad will no longer need Canadian experience to get their engineering license in Ontario. And this is all part of a broader push in the country's largest province to make it easier for skilled immigrants to work in their respective fields. Engineering is the first professional regulatory body to drop Canadian work requirements under a new law aimed at speeding up licensing of skilled immigrants. 35 other non-healthcare-related regulators will have to follow before December 2nd of this year, including plumbers, electricians, and architects. It matters because Canada has a major shortage of workers, with 856,000 job vacancies, according to the latest StatsCan data. Despite record levels of immigration, those jobs often go unfilled because people trained abroad can't get licensed to work in their field here. Across Canada, a quarter of immigrants with a university degree are currently working jobs that require a high school education or less. Meanwhile, there are 356,000 vacant jobs in the country that require some level of education beyond high school, so you can see how there's a problem here. Now to zoom out, zoom. big changes to licensing rules are also happening in healthcare, with a number of provinces dropping barriers for internationally trained nurses to work in the country. Alberta, BC, and Nova Scotia have also all started streamlining their licensing processes to get more nurses trained outside Canada into the workforce here. And the bottom line is a record number of people are immigrating to Canada. The target is 505,000 for this year alone, and rules around who can work and what jobs will have to change if they're going to be able to put their skills to work. 
For a second story, by the end of this year, plastic straws are set to officially become a relic of the past. And Jay, what I'm wondering is how I'm going to drink my iced coffee. I think you mean how are you going to drink your iced coffee at Southampton Beach this summer? Is that what you mean? Well, hey, you know, it could be Southampton, it could be Australia, it could be, you know, in any of the locations that I frequent. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Well, a national rollout of eco-friendly stir sticks, cutlery, takeout containers, plastic grocery bags, and straws is well underway, but that transition has been rocky. Businesses are shouldering steep costs. Switching from traditional plastic to rice straws or wooden spoons has left small businesses with unexpected expenses. Shoppers are drowning in reusable stuff. One man estimates he's acquired over 300 reusable Walmart bags thanks to grocery deliveries over a six-month period. Alternative options can be bad too. Many products need to be reused about 100 times to make them more environmentally friendly than their plastic alternatives. And it matters because as problems caused by plastic waste increase, the world has little choice but to move away from single-use plastics. While the move to reusable products will require some patience, trial, and error, the idea is that once demand increases, the cost will start to drop, businesses will create return schemes, and other common-sense tweaks will make everything, well, just smoother. Subsidies like Calgary will also have to upgrade their composting facilities to be able to accept reusable, compostable products instead of sending them to a landfill. Sounds like a good plan. And to zoom out, Canada's single-use plastics ban is in line with how the rest of the world is moving. Over 100 countries have full or partial bans on single-use plastic bags with varying degrees of enforcement, including Australia, Germany, United Kingdom, and India. All places with great beaches. There you go. For our third and final story, after taking a look into allegations of China's interference in Canadian politics, former Governor General and current Special Rapporteur I don't even know how to say that word. Rapporteur. Rapporteur. David Johnston has decided the whole thing represents an increasing threat to our democratic system, but has not called for a public inquiry into the matter. That's right, Jay. So instead, he's recommending public hearings, which he wants to lead with people who know a thing about China's influence to illuminate the threat it poses and offer potential solutions. He also noted that several leaked intelligence documents were misconstrued in some recent media reports, despite raising, quote unquote, legitimate concerns. And this is all happening because public inquiries while they're public. Johnston claims that information about China's activities is highly sensitive and could endanger Canada's intelligence operations if it were to be laid out on the table. Governments aren't bound by recommendations that result from public inquiries, but they serve a broader goal of increasing transparency in matters of public concern. But Canada's three main opposition parties likely won't accept this as an answer. All have demanded a public inquiry and question Johnston's proximity to Justin Trudeau. Johnston's report into the matter makes it clear that more needs to be done to counter attempts by foreign governments to interfere with Canadian affairs and that security agencies need to step up how they share information. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good day, Peak Pals. And it's time to start planning that trip to the beach. When you give me shock waves.